Hey there, and welcome to episode 75 and the kickoff of season seven of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Gosh, how did we get here? Well, today's show is going to be a great one, and it is the perfect topic for starting the new year. In this episode, I am joined by CPG founder and health coach, Leanne Ribikoff, and we are talking about the correlation between healthy founders and healthy businesses. So if you are listening to the show, you might be someone who is a self-starter, a hard worker, and who is extremely passionate about your business. But I'm just going to ask, to what end. Keep on listening to hear me talk with Leanne about health and well-being in the food industry and how founders can navigate the ups and downs of starting and growing a packaged food or beverage business while remaining mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy. Let's do this. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. I am so excited to share the news that BrandCamp, my free five-day workshop for food and beverage founders, is coming back on Monday, January 11th, and registration is now open. Kick off the new year with me and set the foundations for a successful 2021 with five days of quick online trainings. I've had thousands of brands take BrandCamp in the past, and the success that you can find in less than 10 minutes a day is incredible. Register for free in the show notes or at foodbizwiz.com. See you soon in camp. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to Food Biz Wiz. Hi, Allie. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I am really excited to have you join me and to talk about these topics that are probably on my listeners' mind right now. The, the idea between, behind healthy habits and successful businesses. But before I, we jump in, I want to give a little bit of background on you, your history in the CPG industry and what, what you're doing now. So my listeners, Leanne, Leanne and I met years ago. I mean, Leanne, I was actually trying to think about this. I think it was through Pilot Works, right? Yep, it was, it was through Edie. Um, I think Edie introduced yeah. us. Yay! <laughs> oh, she's so wonderful. She um, is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edie at Pilot Works introduced us when they were still in business, and this was right as you were starting your package snack brand, Buckwhat. So, Buckwhat is a healthy line of products made from the superfood buckwheat, and it's got no added sugar. And so like, Leanne, you launch your company at a farmer's market right out of culinary school. And while you were seven months pregnant with your first child, like first off, that's nuts, right? <sighs> yes, then, it was a great, it was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just picture like young you being like, I, I graduated culinary school. Like what next? I'm going to launch my buckwhat company. I love it. So, I mean, as you did it as a sole founder, right? So you were like literally heading up all aspects of your business. You got your product line in Whole Foods. You were in over a hundred natural health food outlets. And then like you said, five years into running your business, you realized that you were running your health into the ground. Those are your words, not mine, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where I, that's where I want to start. Um what were the signs that you were sacrificing your health for your business and and what happened next? 
Well, um, I, well, first of all, I have to say that it's not always so obvious. And Mm -hmm. because it was something that like, I, you know, like you said, I created and started when I was seven months pregnant, I was clearly something that I really, really wanted to do. But I think that what I started to find was just the chronic stress and, it was, and I tried to figure out where was the stress was coming from and why I had such a short fuse with certain things and how, you know, you just start to realize that you don't feel good. And mm-hmm. I think that's when it was consecutively happening and I couldn't get a grasp on it. And I think it probably started more like the first year into it where yeah. things were picking up and going faster. And then it just, just you know, snowballed and kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I imagine too, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had a newborn. So I I imagine there must have been some confusion about like, you know, am I tired because I have a newborn? Am I stressed because of, you know, my growing family? Is it because of my packaged food business? Like it's all mixed up. So I imagine that could have been a little bit confusing as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's interesting that you say that because you know, I started the business when I was pregnant. So you're kind of, you know, everyone has different pregnancies, but I was kind of, I was energized and excited mm-hmm. and selling these products. But then all of a sudden there was this newborn and there was this huge life change, but buck what was my firstborn. And, <laughs> you know, now in yes. retrospect, I'm like, what was I doing? Like I was literally on the like hospital bed with, this was probably with my second, cause I wasn't in Whole Foods yet with my first, but I was like, literally on the phone with Whole Foods with like a newborn baby in my oh hand. Oh my gosh. And that's kind of one of the things that was also like the priorities were a little bit, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's, it's, it's always hindsight, right? You and I talked a little bit about this offline before we started recording, but it's, it's always hindsight. So, um, yeah. okay. So it really took you, you said about five years into your business to realize that things weren't necessarily going in the direction that you wanted. Yeah. Well, I think it's also that there's so many ups and downs with having a CPG business Mm -hmm. that, you know, something goes really well, you get into a store you wanted to go get into where all of a sudden you have these like orders online or people are commenting even on your Instagram post, right? It's these highs and you're like, oh, well, well, it's happening. I'm doing it. And then there'll be like a low when all of a sudden, you know, I had a lot of issues with my products at different points and there was so many things that I went through. And then you have these really, really low lows. And, you know, <laughs> yep. then you have the high and then you have, so it took me like, it was just this roller coaster where there was probably so many times where I should have stopped, paused and really, really thought about what I was doing, yeah. not just from a financial perspective, but from my own personal health perspective and my values, Yeah, but I didn't. And finally, you know, what happened was it was the company was five years, five years old. And there were so many things that had changed and I was really doing everything I could. And I was sitting and speaking with my brother, who's very, has really little judgment. He's just Mm -hmm. always kind of there to listen and give insight. And he asked me, I kept saying, well, you know, I don't mind doing this. I don't mind doing this. And he's like, what do you love about Buck what? Mm. And it was like, all of a sudden this light bulb came on and I'm like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that but sounds like a years. wise brother. <laughs> yes. He is very wise. Yes. <laughs> got so, the you, wise genes. <laughs> <laughs> so you had this, this light bulb moment where you're like, holy cow, why am I doing this? Like, what is, where's the, where is the love? What aspects do I love about this business? So can, can we fast forward and say, Tell us like where, what's up with Buck What now and what are you doing? Yeah. So um, 
you know, so again, I started it in my kitchen and then eventually yeah. in a commercial kitchen and it was a whole, it, it evolved, the company evolved. And by the time that I actually came to the realization that it wasn't something that I wanted to continue doing, I was in a really great place. I had the product yeah. in a great manufacturing facility and it was being purchased. But um, I learned that I couldn't really afford to be in the like in, in Whole Foods anymore, or I couldn't afford to be in these large grocery stores, which is where I initially set my path towards. Mm. And then I kind of redirected and was going to focus more on direct to consumer and all these things. So at the end, what had happened was this was September, 2019, where I had that aha moment with yeah. my brother. <laughs> and I just, I didn't know what to do. Cause I just, you know, something you built for so long, like you so tough to just shut it down. Like yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. But I did give myself these kind of goals or these kind of landmarks where I would be like, okay, well, if I can't get it to this, or if I'm feeling like this, and I remember saying to my husband, if I'm having these meltdowns and we can get to that or these breakdowns, mm-hmm. then I have to stop. And what actually ended up happening is I ended up following a diff- the same passion, but placing it toward that energy towards that being a health coach, which we could talk about. Yeah, um, And it evolved to a place where Buckwood just started to fizzle out. And then I remember telling my production facility, this will be the last run. And Mm -hmm. all the products ended up selling through, like I sold out of everything. I kept one box for myself. I I was going to say, do you still have it? Oh, yes. I've had like people offer me so much money for it. I'm like, no, my kids still like them. Um, So we do. I think we have like maybe 50 bags left of the noshes. And then that's it. And then I just you know, I didn't end up closing the corporation. I just did like a DBA yep. to this new business that I have. Yep. And I'm so much happier. And Buckwood lives on. We still, we, yeah. our license plate says Buckwood. Um. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Yeah. So, so you're a health coach now. Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah. So, you know, my passion, the reason I started Buckwood is because I had a passion for health and wellness yeah. and I was a runner and I wanted a healthy snack that was clean, no added sugar, good sources of protein. And that's why I started Buck What? I created it in my kitchen for myself. Yeah. Um, but then it evolved into this business and I was never born. I was, I personally was never meant to run a business like this. I don't have a business <laughs> sense, <laughs> um, but you know, it took me five years to figure that out. So when I was kind of finding my, well, I was doing a little soul searching as I was figuring out things with Buck What? I was trying, I actually ended up working with a career coach who was mm. wonderful and she, we just started to dive into what I love and it was health and wellness. And I ended up enrolling in a program that gave me the proper knowledge to do nutritional based coaching. But I also really love functional medicine, which yep. was, um, we look at food as medicine and really just looks at the root causes of illnesses and everything else. And, um, I ended up enrolling in a functional medicine coaching Academy and I'm two months shy of getting um, certification for that, but I awesome. have been coaching and um, running my business since September. I love that. Congratulations, Leanne. I, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know you just said that you are not a, a business owner, but it is, it is in, incredible. Like when you find the right business for you, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Cause this is a business in itself too. Right, exactly. There is all those components. It's just a little bit different. And maybe it's because, and this is kind of where that health aspect comes from, my, my 
actual passion for health and wellness to help and heal yeah. is being expressed this way. Whereas yeah. with Buckwood, it was like, I just felt like I was on a hamster wheel the whole time. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, we could do a whole other podcast on this topic, yeah. but I think there's a big, a big difference between being a service provider and selling a, a tangible product. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, That's a very yeah. good point. So, so you finding, finding that, that, uh, your, the business that you are meant for is, is in service of others, you know, in, in that, in that sort of, uh, yes. coaching role sounds really important. Okay. Yes. We got a lot to talk about. I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited to dive into this. And I, I really want to start with the topic of, you know, we, I say we as founders really like thinking about myself working with so many founders and being a business owner, like thinking about this, even in, in my own business, that correlation between the health of the founder and the health of the business, right? And this right. is something that you you experienced firsthand. So I want to start on the high level and and think about what happens when you are a founder who starts your business based off passion. Because I think yeah. I think my listeners, I think most of them could could raise their hand right now and could really relate to your story of of starting their business because of something that they were experiencing in their own life because they had a, you know, really fantastic recipe because they had a dietary restriction like whatever it was, they started their business based off passion. Then what happens? Yeah, well, that's also a great question and I think if you could picture it, it's like you're coming out of the womb with passion goggles on and they're <laughs> yes. like a part of your face. You know? yes. <laughs> um, so I think that's the, the, you know, when you start something because you're passionate about it and, you know, some of some founders maybe did a little bit more research than I did. I never knew anything about the CPG business. Like I said, I went to culinary school. I had a passion for food and I had a right. passion for health. You know, I was myself like running a marathon and doing all these things, but I, was never trained or didn't really have the desire to be honest to like for the business side. Yeah. Right. So yep. when your passion be- leads to you having a business, there needs to be that moment where you kind of step back. And this is like the advice I would give myself now, five years, of, you know, yeah. or like five days into doing book what, like, yeah. what do you know about running a CPG business? And is this something that you really want to do? Yeah. Because when you're doing it out of passion, you're not seeing clearly. You're, it's not 2020. And little things pop up, you know, that could really be something, you know, trivial, or it could be really something that could hinder your health or the health of the business. Totally. And I imagine this, I imagine a lot of my listeners relate to this idea where it's like, okay, well, I really love baking cookies. I really love making jam. Like I really like, you know, doing whatever I'm doing in my home kitchen. And like, it's really fun for me. It is my passion. Like I want to get this product out in the world, but you know what? My passion is not looking at financial spreadsheets and figuring out my cash projections. (laughs) Like, I think it's, it's a very different thing, like creating in your kitchen versus running and growing a CPG business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so, I mean, there's, you know, there's probably a hundred episodes on every, you know, we could have a hundred percent of different parts, like exactly like hiring someone to do your finances, yeah. you know, understanding the whole role of scaling and the fact that you need to be from where I came to the place of complete discomfort was asking people for money. Like mm-hmm. I just, when it came to the point that in order for me to grow buck, what, cause it's a CPG, right. It's like, it's, yeah. it's consumer package good that I would need to have investors. And I 
completely had just a breakdown because I, it wasn't me. Like I just didn't, it wasn't. And, and I salute everyone that's does uh, that like understands the business side behind it, does their research, gets the money. But to me personally, and this is where I'd be like, stop and ask yourself, how will you feel? You know, because I don't know, to me, it just wasn't, it felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I want to be clear that it's not that you, it's not that someone shouldn't be passionate when they start their business, right? Like passion is very important. But what I hear you saying, Leanne, is that you've got to look beyond the passion and really make sure that you're ready for the other components that come with running a business. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Like there's, Passion is a great place to start if you want to do something. Like I'm very passionate about being a functional medicine health right. coach. I'm very yes. passionate. I could sit there yeah. research things for people all day long. I wasn't passionate. My passion for health and wellness just took me on this weird path where passion no longer was the piece. Of, it wasn't an ingredient anymore. Right. right. And, you know what I mean? Like in, yes. in, in the in the business succeeding. Yeah. Passion absolutely. wasn't enough. That's what. Absolutely. That's what I. It's not enough at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about those stages of your business. So, you know, you talked about going through a couple of different stages and passion not yes. being enough. Um, and, and I, I want to dive more into this correlation again, between like the emotional side of running your business and the like business, business side of running the business. Like, tell me about the stages that you went through. Yeah. So, you know, the, the first, place with like getting the products to the farmer's market. That was really exciting for me. You know, just that fact that it came from my kitchen, I put it in them. I put these little snacks in a glass jar. I put granola in bags and selling it and having people buy something you created was was such a high. I didn't even care about how much I was charging for it. Again, going back to the business (laughs) side, (laughs) maybe I should have. (laughs) Um, But, and I don't know if anyone else could relate to this, but you really do just get this high off of people buying things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it reinforces that you have something good. Yep. And then, you know, something happens where all of a sudden you get a rain day, right? Same Mm -hmm. farmer's market, you get rained out. Now you have all this product. It's not shelf stable yet. And mm-hmm. you just start being so hard on yourself because mm-hmm. again, this is something brand new and you're, you're, you don't want it to fail. So throughout the five years I was doing book one, it was kind of like that, but evolving over the places I'd go and you know, the stores I, when I was doing the commercial kitchen, I would have a great production day. Then I'd have a production day when everything burned. Right. right. And it was like, you know, <laughs> right. and you have to be really ready for that roller coaster that you're on. And yeah that it takes such a toll and it's not obvious. It's not measurable. You know, like you can't see those emotional changes, but over time, and this is kind of as a coach now where I put like such emphasis on the first place I go with people is stress mm. is that over time, that stress just, it's like a jar with water, like trickling in. You just, it just overflows. Yeah. And, Oh. You know, it's like the going and going. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, and I just, I just want to like reach back in time, you know, three <laughs> years ago, five years ago, and like, you know, reach through the microphone and give you such a big hug and oh, <laughs> like help you. you sort it out because I, I just, gosh, I, I see this, I see this happen over and over again. You know, the ups and downs are just intense. They are intense. And this isn't to say that, again, like, this isn't for like, if any, for anyone's listening, um, it's not to say, okay, stop what you're doing. Right. You know, of course not. Of course not. Everyone is in different places. It's just sort of like, if I could go back and talk to myself, 
Yeah. Or even someone that's really successful or was successful yeah. with their business, it's still it still makes sense to take a pause and be like, and reevaluate, yes. right? Like, how am I doing? Yes. Because I'm the founder, <laughs> you know, I need to be doing well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I like that idea of like stopping and prioritizing the, like the mental, uh, the mental check-in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Can we talk about prior prioritization there a little bit yes. and that, that importance of identifying, what the priorities should be as you, as you build your business. Right. So this is sort of where being a sole founder and kind of taking a lot on yourself is a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) or or not like a bad idea, but it's sort of like, you know, there are so many parts of running a C like a CPG brand, Mm -hmm. as you know, it's not even just about the, it almost like stops being about the product at some point. Yeah. Social media. It's about getting into stores. It's about doing events. There's, you know, it's sales, 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 marketing and all these things, right? So I think where I went wrong, and I'm so honest about this now, but I probably wouldn't have been honest about this <laughs> yeah. before, that I was just like putting too much effort on like social media, right? Mm. Where I'm like, oh, I need to have gr- a great news feed, like a, a great feed on my Instagram page yeah. that I need to do. Now I look back, I'm like, did I really pay people money to help me with this, right? Like that yeah. should have gone, like that's like the priority of like, and again, it's like when you're new to the business, and this is why you help so many people, like Ali, like they, people need you to help them prioritize, you know, <laughs> and like get things on track, like what's important, like selling yeah. your product is important, but having a beautiful picture on Instagram is not going to sell your product, no. you know? Uh, I, and, I could, I could yeah. go on a rant about that, but yeah, Leanne, I would right. I so hear you. It's like, if anybody is listening and they spent 15 minutes today figuring out the perfect Instagram picture and the perfect caption, and yet they haven't followed up on their sales leads that are sitting in their inbox, uh, you guys got to go and reprioritize things, right? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So I think with the, if you're not prioritizing correctly, you eventually just get burned out because you are still exerting so much energy, but the return on your energy, the ROE, I guess. Ah, I like that. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anyone say (laughs) ROE before. And I really like that, Leanne. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're putting it in the right places. And that has, that's not even just with like your CPG, that's with life in general. You know, that's where prioritizing. Maybe I should spend a little more time with my newborn, but again, you know, yeah, hindsight is 2020. It is. And I think it's hard. And, you know, I'm sure that there are listeners who are like, okay, Leanne, okay, Allie, like, sure. Are you just telling me to like ignore my Instagram? Like I'm again, like I'm the sole founder, like I, social media is a big part of my business, but I think you're right, Leanne, it goes back to figuring out what is the what is going to have the biggest impact on my business right now? And how do I prioritize that? And it's not the, it's not the Instagram post. Absolutely. And you know what? I do that with my business now. And I think that I realize it more now and I, and I granted it is a business, right? But it's just, it just, the and we'll, again, we could talk about the intrinsic motivation behind it, but you ask yourself a question every day, which I wish I did back then is like, what, one, what is one small thing I can do today to grow my business? Right. And, but it has to have that growth in it. And I talk about that with health too. Like what is one small thing I could do today to feel better or to run longer? You know, there's so many things, but 
but it's an important question. So you don't get burnt out. So you really just do the right, use your energy correctly. Yeah. And I think Leanne, the, the last thing I want to say on this before we take a break is this idea that it is so easy for us to feel busy in our business every day, but not actually make progress forward, right? Like it feels really good. I mean, I'm just going to keep using Instagram as an example here, (laughs) but it feels really good to respond to DMs. It feels really good to update the copy on your website. It feels really good to get new business cards, but those are not the things that are crucial to running your business. Um, I mean, not, you know, one could argue, but like, you know, figuring out your financials, your brand strategy, and your sales strategy are going to be far more valuable than doing the busy work in your business. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That applies to so many businesses too. You know, it's not just CPG, totally. but, ex- but yeah. exactly you're, you're right on point. And that's where, you know, that's the burnout you're doing, right. You're, you're keeping busy. You feel good that you're busy. Yep. You're doing but things. You're not, but the <laughs> ROE, it's not really good. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that. Okay, Leanne, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor and we will be right back. Hang tight. If you love the Food Biz Whiz podcast, you've got to join me in Brand Camp, my free online workshop for food and beverage producers who are looking to increase your sales this year. We're going to cover topics like e-commerce versus brick and mortar sales, navigating a successful virtual buyer pitch, articulating your target audience, and a whole lot more. We start on Monday, January 11th, and we're going to spend 10 minutes a day together, Monday through Friday, getting you set up for a profitable 2021. Register for free at foodbizwiz.com or directly in the show notes. I can't wait to support you in brand camp. Okay, Leanne, we are back. I want to continue this conversation about burnout and and really before we get into it, I want to thank you for for being here and talking about this because I think it is something that isn't discussed that much in the CPG industry. Um I guess I'll start there. Like, did you, did you feel like people were talking about burnout and and stress when you were starting Buckwat? No, I don't. I mean, I I didn't, I just, you know, I would see people in the kitchen. It's I, right. You saw it. Yeah. yeah, Like I saw it, it, but I, I also wish that it didn't feel so competitive, Mm. you know, but it did. And we're all like, you know, we're all after the same grand prize when we're doing it. And that's again, where we talk about that, like, that shift from starting something that you're passionate about and then yeah. it becomes something so much bigger than you. And so on a, just to just, I guess I never realized that it was, it wasn't really attainable, mm. but I don't, I don't think we ever talked about it. You know, like at pilot works was great that they had all these community things and that we were all, they were, they had all of these resources, but there yeah. was actually no. And now that I think about it, there really should be like, you know, I don't want to call it mental health. It's not, but it just like a, just a healthy outlet for CPG founders because it's, yeah. it's a very unique business and yeah. people outside of the CPG industry, like don't get it. They don't like, get they it. Don't, nope. They don't nope. get it. My, I, I guess I'm just going to say this on air. My next thing that I'm going to do is something around managing your mindset and managing your metrics. And those are the two things that I will stand by all day long running your CPG business. It's about mindset and metrics. That's all you got to do. So, um, yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. I do. That just makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So 
what what do you think are like the the biggest stressors <laughs> that that yeah. lead to burnout in CPG? Well, like I was saying before, just the constant changes, you know, mm. there are always the ups and downs, but also the fact that the constant decision-making, yeah, like it, it's <laughs> nonstop and they all, you know, the, and going back to that Instagram post, which is so trivial, but it yep. seems like the biggest decision you have to make in the moment. And it's because I think, again, we're not taking a moment to pause and reassess and really ask ourselves like, like what is important or why, like, yeah. why is this important? And then you get into this mindset of like, everything becomes important and you're, you, yeah. you don't have a clear picture. It's like a, you know, you're looking at something that's just it's so up close that you can't see it. You have to like step back and take a look. And I think that for me personally, the biggest stressors were like the emotional roller coaster, the financial side. Mm. When, you know, when I, when I got to the point where I was going to do a friends and family round and I was like, well, this is what we're doing. This is what people do. And this is what I'm going to do. But yeah. I like literally had a breakdown at the kitchen table oh. and I was like, and you know what? In the moment I didn't connect the two. Like I didn't think, I, I didn't realize that the reason I was having a breakdown is because this wasn't intrinsic to me. Like this uh. wasn't who I was. I just felt like I just didn't know enough and I kept trying to know more. But again, right. it's like that constant decision-making and that could stress out even like, you know, anyone in any kind of business too, but with sure, CPG, yeah. there's, there's a lot of little decisions to be made, like where to source this ingredient, like what packaging do I, what, you know, there's so many decisions. It's like yeah. all day long. <laughs> so many decisions all day long. And then once you make a decision, like a new one pops up, right? Yeah. And then you're yeah. like, did I make the right decision? I don't know. Only right. 15 likes. Why do I only have 15 likes? Yeah. Leanne, like when I was doing one-on-one work, you know, we would get to the, I would, you know, it always happened. We would get to like month three working with one-on-one clients and they would be like, oh, but Allie, like, let's go revisit is it like what we decided in month one? Like, I really need to go back and decide if I want like, you know, the pink or the yellow on my packaging. And we're like, no, like we made a decision. We are moving yeah. along. We are not revisiting that. Like until we realize that that is a problem, we are no longer addressing it. Like when the problem pops up, like, yes, we can address it. But if it is not a current, like urgent problem, we are putting our blinders on and we're like staying focused, exactly. but that's hard. It's hard to do. It's so hard to do. Like I still, to this day, I'm not even doing buckwheat. And I'm like, I guess I should have done that other packaging. I'm like, really? (laughs) I'm sure. Gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, So what, I mean, this, this might be an obvious question, but like what happens when you don't acknowledge those stressors and, you know, you just keep plowing through. Yeah. Well, it was like what I was saying with that jar and everything just keeps accumulating, but it's not obvious. Like these things are not obvious because going back again to that emotional roller coaster where all of a sudden there's a high and you just sort of negate that negative that happened before. Right. So it's like two, it's almost like one step forward, two steps back. Mm -hmm. The, The highs I mean, unless you're really so successful and I really salute and, you know, applaud and I'm so happy for those CPG brands that did, that are doing well and they're yeah. selling, but, but it's like taking that step back. And for me, I think, you know, what ha- kept happening was I, and I, and I think it came down to that question my brother asked. And now I realized that is that when we're not intrinsically motivated by what we're doing or what we're doing, like that's just a setup for failure. Like yeah. it's a setup for failure for our own personal health. And it's the same thing that goes with like eating healthy, right? 
if you don't, per- if you don't really internally <laughs> want to eat healthy, yeah. like you're doing because your doctor told you to, you're probably not going to stick with it, right? right? Like you really need to want something. You yeah. don't want to, you know, like if you don't really see the value of good sleep, right? Like yeah. you're, you're going to just be like, oh, it doesn't matter. So you're right. not going to stick to it. So I think for me, like it all came down to the, to the part that, um, all the stress accumulated over time. But I think a lot of it had to do with like, that I was really, it, it wasn't, I wasn't being honest with myself. Like I yeah. wasn't really looking into what mattered to me and my values, you know? Yeah. And I think it's so easy to see someone else else's path and think that yeah. that is the path that you have to follow as well. And I wonder, Leanne, like what would have been different if you, from the beginning said like, I want to do three farmers markets and I want to earn $20,000 a year from Buckwhat and I want it to be a part-time thing and I'm going to, you know, do this other thing as well. And like, I, I really want to keep it as like a hobby business that that's really fun for me to do. Like not decide that you needed to launch a national brand or like get national within three years or like whatever it is. Yeah, that's a, I mean, I had that conversation so many times when I was letting go yeah. and for, for those times that I was reconsidering. And I'm like, this could have just been something really small. But then, you know, the, the problem with the food business and CPG is that it's hard to keep it small because yeah. of production. You know, that's yeah. production, like you really need to grow. And it's like the chicken or the egg kind of thing. Yep. Um, totally. I don't know if I ever like wanted to be at farmer's markets all the time, you know, right. But, Right. That's hard too. That's hard too. Like, you know, it's just, it's again, it's your time. Um, But there's, yeah, I think there's just, there would have been more questions I would have asked myself. And this is again, all in retrospect, like there were definitely moments. And I've said this since that there were definitely moments where I should have just stopped. Like I shouldn't have kept going for so long. But again, that goes back to your first question. Like what happens when passion leads to a business, like a CPG business? It's hard. It's, it was my firstborn, you know? Right. Like and I, yeah, totally. And I think it really goes back to the ego too, right? You're like, yeah. I'm a female founder. I did this. I need to make it work. Like I am, <laughs> I'm successful yeah. in every other area of my life. Like why can't I get this, this thing to work as well? Um, yeah. Do you, do you feel like the ego comes into play? Absolutely. Like you just don't want to hear certain things and someone says something and you're like, no, no, like you, you there's just certain things <laughs> no. you don't want to hear. Right. And like, it definitely like, and perhaps again, you know, if I listened, I mean, I, and I did listen, like, you know, yeah, you, I, I, know I, you I always yeah. sought out your advice and valued it. And, but again, it's sort of like when you don't and people criticize and you take it personally. And then, yeah. I, you know, going back to the Instagram thing, and I, if I could right. relate this to CPG again, it's sort of like, you know how social media, we look at these beautiful pictures of people oh, and they're- The highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like, yeah. it's not real. But the same thing could apply to other, we don't see the, the background of other CPG brands sometimes. We don't, it's so hard to know what's going on like behind yes. the scenes. Oh my gosh, Leanne, thank you for saying that. I I think people really need to hear that. We we see that a lot in retail ready where people are like, well, what about I don't know, what's a good example? What about Olipop? Like why are they having such success yeah. this year? And you know, obviously I don't know the behind the scenes of them either, but it's like, okay, well we're we don't know how much they're spending on their marketing. We don't know what their profit margins are. We don't know like, you know, right, what's right. going and then, well you know, what's and what's the- not. Like we don't yeah. see the production run that had to go down the drain. Like we don't see those exactly. things. Exactly. And it comes down to the, such an important question. Like how do you measure your success? 
Like what, you know, because oh, I yeah. remember saying, I just want to be successful. And I had many people around me being like, but you are, your products in yeah. Whole Foods and yeah. you're doing this. And I'm like, but I'm not successful. I'm not profitable. Like, you yeah. know, like it became right. And like, but success could be measured in so many different ways. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately with CPG, it's like, you're just flushing money down the toilet sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, you're trying different things. And it, again, it's like, it just takes a toll. Yeah. Okay. I've got a couple questions before I let you go. And I want to, I want to end on, (laughs) I was going to say more positive note, but you know, I, I, I certainly, I think it's always a positive when we talk about realities of running a business. So talk to me about mitigating stress and this idea like, okay, we've acknowledged that CPG is hard. We've acknowledged that all businesses are hard. How can how can we take care of ourselves and and mitigate some of that? Yeah, such a good question. And it's really, this is where it comes down to everything in life. We can't control the situations that we're in. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially given what happened in 2020, I'm sure are still in very bad situations. And we can't always control those situations. We can't always climb out of them. But what we can control is how we react to them. And we can can control how we choose to show up for these situations or not. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, yeah. Like sometimes you have, I don't even want to say bad relationships with like a, a, like an opposite sex or, you know, your partner and things, but sometimes we have opposite, we have bad relationships with our, with our friends. And at which point do you, like a business, do you realize that it's like, you don't have to do this, right? Right. Like you don't have to show up for this person anymore. So I think the best, I think if I had to give one piece of advice is to find stress management that works for you. And that could be in so many different ways for so many different, like, from having a gratitude practice, from journaling, from getting a good night's sleep so you could clearly function the next day, having a good network of supportive friends, and you know, even having a good network of CPG friends, which is great too, because you could share stories and yeah. relate to each other. But it's really important to allow yourself to have pe- often people in CPG find taking time for themselves is selfish because they're, they yeah. should always, always, always be working on their business. At least that's how I felt. But self, but self care is not selfish. You cannot show up for anything else before you show up for yourself. Ah, uh, I, I think that's so true. Like, there's a reason why you know you put on your own oxygen mask first. Right? Yes, that's my, always my exact. Yep, it's hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I feel like Leanne, I'm going to ask you to come back on the podcast and talk oh, more about this because I, I feel like we're just scratching the tip of the you know, the tip of the iceberg here, because there's so, so much to talk about this, uh, in this, this topic. Absolutely. So I, I got, I've got, <laughs> I still have two questions. Number one, how did you know it was time to shut down Buckwat? Like, how do you know when it's time to, to let go? I, if, if there was one thing that it's, and then again, it's not easy, but it's just taking the time when I finally asked myself, like, or my brother that time had asked <laughs> yeah. and it, it's having this kind of conversation that is this true to myself? Like, is this, what is the motivation? Like, is it intrinsic? Is it coming from within? So just when I started to realize that, and it was, it's okay. Like, it's okay that it wasn't any longer. Buck what evolved. Like what I was doing five years before that moment was very different than what I was doing in that moment. It's also, you got, you have to ask yourself and you have to be very honest with yourself. Like what sacrifices am I willing Mm. to make? And what, and how, and will I be okay when, if this doesn't come to fruition, like, will I be okay if this fails? Yeah. And you know what? I, 
I said no, like for five years, I was like, no, I I would not be okay. Yep. But you kind of need to be okay with that in order (laughs) to move forward. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. It sounds like you gained so, so much maturity and so, so many lessons through deciding that Buckwat wasn't right for you anymore. Yeah. I think I learned at that moment than maybe another, I mean, you know, there's CPG things that I learned, but definitely learned that that Instagram post is not worth my time. (laughs) For sure. Gosh. And that's really valuable as you, you know, continue to grow your new business here. So Leanne, I'm, I'm so grateful for, for you coming on and having this conversation on our podcast. I think it's, it's such an important one. Um, And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for you. So I know that my listeners want, will want to keep in touch with you. Tell me, how are you working with people right now? And how can people, how can my listeners stay in touch? So um, I work privately with clients to, you know, as health coaches, we are experts in behavior change. So long-term behavior change, and that could be anything, you know, especially from a functional medicine perspective, we look at not only just nutrition and movement as two pillars of health, but as stress, um, sleep relationships. There's so much that compromise. So Mm. I work with people to really mitigate their stress because that's where it all starts, get them sleeping better. And it all trickles down from there where you start to feel so much better. So I work with people privately. Um, there's different ways, but, um, and then as long as as well as with a functional medicine doctor. Awesome. So can I put your, should I put your website in our show notes so people can find you? Is that the best place? Um, okay. People can find me at leanneribikoffwellness.com. Um, also, my you can email me at leanneribikoff at gmail.com. I love hearing from people. I love answering questions. And then um, I would also love to offer, I always offer a free one-hour foundation session to all my clients just to see if, you know, if this is something for you, for us yep. to meet each other and get to know your goals. Um but for your listeners, if they're interested in working further, I'd love to offer them two follow-up sessions after that as well. Oh, I love how generous you are. You've always <laughs> been so generous. So I really appreciate it. I will put that in our show notes. And Leanne, thanks again for being on the, on the show. I could talk to you for another few hours. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to connect with you on the, on the other side of CPG. I know. <laughs> I love it. All right. Take care, Leanne. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye. Okay. My whizzes. I hope that Leanne's story helped you realize a few things. Most importantly, that you are not alone. If you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed in your business, that there are things that you can do to address that overwhelm and that it frankly is really important to do so. So I think moving into 2021, that's something that we can all commit to focusing on this year. So I want to know, are you with me. As always, I want to know what you are going to implement from today's episode so you can come and join me in the Food Biz Whiz Facebook group and continue the conversation. I would love some inspiration about what you are doing for self-care, and I'm happy to share my ideas for you to take as well. Okay, so that's it for today. I hope your 2021 is off to a great start, and I can't wait to support you in this new season of Food Biz Whiz. We've got a really great lineup of guests over the next couple of months with an episode coming up on the three pillars for a successful food business, how to DIY food photography for your brand. I'm going to address um, equity, diversity, and inclusion in the packaged foods industry. I'm going to do a profitable roadmap for your business and much, much more. So thank you as always for tuning in and stay busy. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.